What about a lovely picture of... Um... A, a, a sitting room in sunset. Uh, and some vague shadow moving around because obviously Darren's not ready. So I don't know what's going on. He's been so busy doing nothing, he's now short of sleep and made my editing of the following episode a complete nightmare. I'm on the lookout for an elephant tranquilizer. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. 6.23i. He's got a very, very tight pair of trousers on which he's just managed to stick a cocktail in front of. Fortunately, there's a big shadow across his crotch, so I can't see the bulge or lack of. But um, he's now putting his hand down his pants and pulling out a Tupperware box with two boiled eggs in, and he's looking very pleased with himself. It's always a really good start when Darren forgets to turn his mic on, so he spends the first 10 minutes of the podcast in silence talking to me. And there's I no love this box. And that was Miss Mooby. That was my... Um... For the audience, it's a pint glass with a full unpeeled banana, an apple and a lemon, baby lemons cut in half. I've been to one of those posh restaurants. It's like a deconstructive smoothie, uh, which is not because I'm trying to be posh, but I can just never be asked to make smoothies. They take ages, but I like the idea of it. So why are you not wearing your glasses? I've been running. It's the vital bit of information that's missing from your... Well, I was just in the middle of audio description and I was just I just worked out that you were running. We just threw a big black thing across everything and then I couldn't see what anything was on the table. That was my running belt. Oh, your running belt. Well, we've all got one of those, haven't we? So you I... run in that ridiculous outfit? Yes, that would be my running gear. I can't believe you haven't mentioned my sausage. So there was a lunchbox with two eggs and a sausage in it down my trousers. It was a good visual gag. You absolutely wrecked it. Well, I couldn't see the sausage because of the angle of the box and the poor lighting. And I run in a tatty old t-shirt and a tatty old pair of shorts. Of course you do. I bet they're secondhand as well. I'm really bad. No, they're not. They're just really old. So obviously Darren thinks wearing super tight, really ex- ridiculously expensive clothes makes him run faster, which of course it does. How much did that top cost? Was it as much as your suit? Is that sweat or pattern? Wet. I mean, why do you just wear an ordinary t-shirt? See, what's the point of going for a run and then just coming home and opening a bottle of sparkly apple juice? Oh, no, no, gonna... that's my protein shake. What are you talking about? That's my sparkly protein shake. So you're just going to put all the calories back on that you've just lost? But I'm trying to bulk up, get a bit more manly is what I'm thinking. How's that going? Yeah, well, I've, been to... I've done a few potatoes this week. I think basically what happened was that our complaint procedure has escalated somewhat this week and we had a good few violent complaints, some of which were more appropriate than others. People thought my comments about the couch to the potato thing was um, a bit inappropriate when it was clear that I haven't been preparing for the marathon. And so there was accusations of hypocrisy and things. So I've made some pretty spectacular potatoes this week, I have to say. I can tell you them about them if you want. No, not really. I made a uh, jack potato with caramelised onion and uh, veggie bacon. That was very lovely. That was um, 
yeah, that was Wednesday, I think. Thursday, I did one with uh, some lovely crunchy rainbow slaw, homemade rainbow slaw. That was very lovely. Friday, I got off the sofa and each day I took some times off. So I think on the first day, I did my couch to potato in about 25 minutes. It was just really frustrating because my pre-pandemic time was much better than that. Um, by Friday, I'd got it down to close. I got it closer to 20 minutes. Um, and I think that was the day that I had the homemade baked beans um, with uh, some very beautiful extra mature cheddar. That was rather lovely. So I've just reverted back to childhood now because I grew up with a mother who used to ask me a question and whatever my answer was, whether it was yes or no, she would take it as a yes. So do you want a cup of tea? No, I'd get a cup of tea. So do you want me to tell you about your potatoes? No, cue five minute monologue about your potatoes. Jimmy don't want to hear about your sausage. I don't want to hear about your eggs. Little Jimmy Rimmer, do you want me to tell you a little story about little Jimmy Rimmer? No, I do not. Little Jimmy River. River? Little Jimmy Rimmer. Now, I hope you listened back to last week and heard that you did, that it was, um, who was it from up north? Ricky. Ricky, who was called Nick, because I listened back really carefully. Yeah, unfortunately, you've edited that bit out. No, I didn't. I left him. Unfortunately, you've edited I'm not sure. I know you don't check your email very often, but my agent has been. Uh, you, if you check clause six point two three i in my contract, I do have final editing rights. But that's it. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to need. We're going to. It's going to be some difficult. Your people are going to have to talk to my people. It's going to get a bit tricky. And you're already in trouble anyway. I haven't got any people, as you well know. Sadly, my only person is you. You weren't so emotionally dysfunctional, then I wouldn't be your only friend, and you wouldn't have to rely on this toxic relationship as a, your, your only source. <laughs> of intimacy and companionship are you talking about me or are you talking about you about you it's funny because that's sort of one size fits all that statement isn't it no it's very definitely about you <laughs> being intimate with your maid doesn't count that's just the beauty power i cleaned the bathroom this morning why is it maids day off do you know how clean the house is just because i you put me through so much guilt that i now everything's clean you see how I'm improving your life on a week. And I'm, I'm actually noticing dust in really odd places that normally I would notice and I'm wiping up my... No dust on surfaces isn't really odd places, you know? No, that... I'm talking about the top of doorway frames where you can't see it. Can you see how I'm improving your life on a fortnightly by fortnightly basis? How's your two weeks been? It's been quite busy, actually. I find that difficult to believe. How's yours been? Uh, I've just been laying still. I'm not <laughs> Yeah, and I've just been busy doing nothing, really, laying about, eating. Well, obviously, I've been to the microwave a lot, doing jacket, my couch to jacket potatoes. Um, thanks, listeners, by the way, for getting me onto that. I also like to put the disclaimer in that I would never cook a jacket potato in a microwave, by the way. And I looked at Timkin potato, and 10 seconds into it, I questioned what I was doing and did something else. Do you know how much time I spend when I go through the edit? Flipping them to Google all the crap you've come up with. Yeah, again, another example of how I'm improving your life. On a Baby four... Lemons was about half a day lost. Yeah, another example of how I've improved your life on a fortnightly basis. Grey Skull was a whole day lost. Yeah, another example of how I've improved your life <laughs> on a fortnightly basis. And now you get regular cartoons with He-Man and Skeletor. How lucky are you? I've never seen He-Man in my life. What were you doing? With your 80s. 
I wasn't six in the 1980s, unlike you. I wasn't watching He-Man on the television. Amazing. The cartoons are awesome. And they all had a little moral at the end. I can't believe you. Do you know what? If you'd watched He-Man, regardless of how old you were in the 80s, I'm guessing you're about 45 in, in the 80s. So you basically grew up with He-Man and you've modelled yourself on He-Man, which is what all the running is about. Is this... Hang on. This off cans. <laughs> Darren's stuck um, an apple in one ear and half a lemon in the other ear and he's gone on cans. So this conversation... Oh, sorry, sorry, cams. Yeah, child and adolescent mental health services. Uh, but what were we even talking about on or off cans? I've forgotten. No idea. Okay. I'm coming off cans now. <laughs> Roger, Roger, Mary, Mary. Over and out. I'm off cans now, just so you don't have to explain. I've got orange in my ear because that was half an orange. Now I've got orange in my ear, genuinely. Hmm. Quite a taste sensation this podcast night. I've had a sausage, a boiled egg, and now I've had half an orange and some protein shake sparkly. The majority of podcasts you've managed to eat something at some point during them. It's not really a taste sensation, is it? Why did you go on cans? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Let's hang on. Is this on cans or off cans? No. This on cans? No. You know what? I'm not into this type of therapy where you relive the trauma repeatedly. I'm not sure how useful that is. What, every week? Oh, every fortnight. Yeah, that's the sort of therapy I'm in. What, fortnightly? Yeah. How's that going for you? I have this Zoom session and I relive the trauma. and It's the same trauma every single week. Of all of the things that I say in this podcast, I think, how's that going for you? Must be one of must be out there. I think we should do a podcast bingo. I'm up for that. I'm going to organise a podcast bingo with the new presenter. Well, no, hopefully. <laughs> oh, and the new presenter. Depends what happens, doesn't it, with your feedback, the final written warning you got. and I've, I have written you a reference, though, just so if it all goes wrong... I've written you a reference, just so you know. I've done my feedback. Let's hear your feedback. Let's hear your feedback. Can we hear your feedback? Feedback, feedback. Come on, little Remy, give us your feedback. N-T-S-H, that stands for nothing to see here, feedback. I can't remember the beginning of the podcast, but I think my co-presenter greeted, for example, Miss Winslet, our positions. So I am co-presenter the main editor, and I manage the arachnoid targeting service. I do a really good job as I cross grapes and apples with my co-presenter's art and verbal dexterity in our awful pieces of chopped wood. I certainly don't feel I have a very useful hat, not having the three years training that my co-presenter has had. I do feel we are equals. As far as dealing with challenges, one of my most difficult was when I was faced with my co-presenter's unexpected latest song in episode six, and I remained calm and professional throughout. I am always a slim king about how we can improve the podcast. For me, it is an organic growing work of creativity. As far as my weaknesses are concerned, I feel that I could achieve more every recording day by coming on time, if not early. A negative consequence of this is when my co-presenter, in his excitement, because he is overcome with anticipation of my arrival, in his best Yorkshire accent, calls me Jack when I'm not on time. And then he has to clean up his mess, which does take up unnecessary time. And so to conclude, I am very proud of my work on the podcast. I cope brilliantly with my co-presenter's puncture repair kits, 
daily sex and mini guided holidays. And I keep a check on my white male Muswell Hill shelf in an outside toilet. And most importantly of all, I consider my co-presenter to be approximate. You can't sit there in silence, shaking your head and biting your lip. I just feel so moved right now. <laughs> so I've, sorry. Darren is wiping away the tears, touching his heart, fist pumping. Wow. That had some words in it. There was a lot of learning and improvement and personal growth and development that went on in that feedback. My biggest problem with it, apart from the beginning, middle and end, was this idea that you're the main editor. Stop tapping! I'm looking back because I obviously I'm now going to edit this before I hand it into management. I will take that out and put in a main editor, although subclause 6534A1267 in Darren's contract. Actually, that's paragraph 6.23I. Apologies. Does give him final say on the editing. Thank you. Right. What? A better co-present? Oh, fucking tapping again. Well, just wait for me to finish because I'm going backwards and forwards between my feedback and the camera. What, if you organise your life better and your printer actually talks to your computer like any normal person... I fixed it. Why did you not print it out? Because I didn't have time. I had a busy day today. I'm not wasting paper on bloody feedback. You just said those words out loud. Yeah, I'm going to cut. <laughs> See how you manipulate management. It's outrageous. You said I have to email it in. Why would I print it? Because you're going to read it out. A better look, do you, That's why I have bits of paper. I know. I knew you. Were, I knew you were going to say all that. The trouble with your bits of paper is that they just make such a noise. So it's either tip tap 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 or it's rustling paper. You left one rustling to make a political point in the last episode, and I still assert the right to cut it when I listened to the second edit of the last episode. I wasn't giving you all of the edits in one go. I was manipulating you and just giving you a few, and then I had a whole other list that I was going to give you afterwards so that you felt okay enough about yourself. Now, now I've pulled back the shower curtain. But again, can you see how you wreck my art? I actually wasn't listening to a word you were saying. Say that again. Pardon? <laughs> so are you going to tell me what you think of the feedback? Because I put a lot of work into that. You add some words in it. What, would, what, did you, what did you think of it? Very, very pleased. Are you? What are you pleased with? Well, I think there's art in there. There's a lot of learning from you. Where's the art? Just let, can we, where's the art? Well, that's the arts. They're for you to work out. Not very evidence-based so far. Okay, and, and where's the learning from me? The, the learning from you is that I've put art into it. Right, so we're going a little bit of a circle. So where's the art? In it. Where? Well, that's for you. The, the whole part of the art is it's there to be discovered. You don't put someone in front of uh, a statue of David and say, where's the art? The art is there in front of you, just as your art is there in front of me every week, obviously. Do you know what? I'm really proud of you. That's better. You stepped up. You didn't fall over. What do you think of my feedback? I put a lot of effort, art, personal growth and development in that, all because of you went into that feedback. You have permission to do some tippy tapping. Can you read the first line to me again, please? I can't remember the beginning of the podcast, but I think my co-presenter greeted, for example, Miss Winslet, our positions. Three out of ten. Can you read the second line, please? No, I'm not just going to go through this with you doing every single sentence. Giving you scores out of ten. Basically, this podcast is funded by a funding org organisation that hold their evaluation process 
in really high regard. This bit's based on smiley faces and scores out of 10. Read the first line again. So I used the word co-presenter, didn't put your name in, which you said. Didn't get 360 in, but I feel that I am doing a 360. I didn't, I'm not asking for an explanation. I'm asking for you to read the first line again. <sighs> I can't remember the beginning of the podcast, but I think my co-presenter greeted, for example, Miss Winslet, our positions. What are you doing? You might want to describe. Darren's basically just done a smiley. But a bit, a big smiley, a, a smiley with the mouth open and the teeth showing very close to the camera. Yeah. So maximum, like, because you have... Maximum your... smiley. Yeah. Do you want to read the next sentence? We can't go through the whole podcast with me just doing this. It's going to be boring for the listeners. Yeah, it's boring for me, but this is what you're asking. You asked me to do it. No, management asked you to do it. You asked to listen to it. You said you were really excited about hearing it. I am. And look at how I'm responding. I'm, 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 doing, I'm, I'm validating you and affirming you. And look how difficult it is for you to receive love. What do you want? You want a, you, what do you want? A six-page essay on deconstructing your evaluation. You should have sent it to me in advance. It's a lovely piece of adaptation. I'm really proud of you. It wasn't an adaptation. It was an adaptation of your thoughts onto the page. Right. Can I have my reference? Um... Okay, so obviously I'm hoping that we don't need this because I don't want to see the back of you or the front of you. So why have you written me a reference? In case it goes wrong with management. I know that <laughs> it's all going a little bit wrong. And so I'm just, I just want you to know how much I love you and support you and that I'm willing, you know, if things do go wrong, I want you to know that I've written you this. And I'm, I'm up for, if there's anything you want to put in it, I'm up for, I'm up for shifting it and changing it. To whom it may concern, Stephen Thomas and I have co-presented the Nothing to See in the podcast since April 2020, and we are already onto our 23rd award-winning episode. Indeed, Stephen was in fact awarded runner-up in the 2020 Nothing to See Here co-presenting awards, and it feels important to also note that he has even managed to arrive to recordings on time sometimes, especially in the later series, proving that if feedback is loud, repetitive, constant and relentless then Stephen is able to eventually <laughs> albeit reluctantly take it on I therefore cannot recommend Stephen highly enough for any position that he wishes to apply for unless of course it is in any of the industries listed below now in this bit I had to make a choice because I started to print off jobs in industries from A to Z and I ran out of ink and then I thought it might go on a bit long. So what I thought was, as you're probably going to leave us very soon, why don't you have the choice what to do with this bit? We know that unless, of course, it is in any of these industries listed below, I'm going to list every single job I could possibly find from A to Z. So that would take quite a long time. So Stephen Thompson, do you want a bit of music? Do you want me to do some contemporary modern dance? Shall I do a monologue from Hamlet? What is it that you'd like in this segment? You don't need to decide now, but what I'm not going to do, just in case you think I'm like really indulgent and a bit much and I do like eight minute monologues that are too much and too difficult to edit, I'm going to leave it for you. Bit of empowerment. So imagine that I've just in that bit, I've just listed every industry that you could ever work in. Uh, we go to the final paragraph. In the unlikely event that you require any further information, 
please do not hesitate to get in contact with my in-house administrator, Halu, on any day of the week, except those with a Y in when there is no one in the office. Yours sincerely, Darren Cheek. Don't look so pleased with yourself. I'm not looking pleased with myself. I've had a run. I'm doing the couch to jacket potato. I'm I'm up there. I'm, I'm on my marathon training program. So how far did you run? Today? To the microwave? No, seriously. To the oven. I would never cook a jacket. Oh, so. I'm surprised you've got a microwave, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, it came with a flat. Um, did all the books come with a flat? You know the answer to that question. No, they did not. They are my books. Did I the built- shower curtain come with a flat? No, that's my shower curtain. Did you come with a flat? I've come in the flat. From outside? Yes. That took a second, didn't it? Yeah, I was just seeing if I could extend the entendre. So your art this week is the couch potato. Yeah, again, you're implying that my very presence in this podcast is an art in itself. Well, yeah, we just take that for granted. And the smoothie. And the smoothie, yeah. Deconstructed smoothie. Uh, and my reference. So I'm in danger of losing my job and your reference may rescue me. No, the reference is if you do lose your job. I can no, write... I can take it on to my next empl- potential employer. That's inspired, Stephen Thompson. Shall I write a letter to management? I thought that's what the reference was. The reference is if you go to another job. I can write a letter to management if that's what you want me to do. Yes. All right, I'll write a letter to management. Well done, that was, everyone's going to believe that, yes. <laughs> that was be- That was deep. Ever since I got told off saying no, I have done nothing but very positive, genuine, heartfelt yeses. So I don't know why you've only just picked that up. Well, genuine or heartfelt, you do them and then you sigh before or afterwards, which you then edit, mostly. And that, but then what you do is beautifully leave in the reference to the fact that, that you're cutting the size. Yeah, well, I've already had that joke. That joke was in last week, beautifully edited by me. Why are you repeating it? Because I do repeat jokes. Yeah. Maybe we should hear from Jesse. Give me a second. <sighs> A lovely way to help younger children cool off when they're angry or upset. Get them to lie down, put a teddy on their tummy and ask them to inhale and exhale and watch the teddy's breathing slow down as they relax. I genuinely wish I'd been told that about 10 years ago. That would have been so useful in teaching children. Uh, Has Mrs Dover been in touch? Uh, Mrs. Dover's been very busy this week. Um, sorry, I haven't finished. Oh, okay. Mrs. Dover's been. Oh, Mrs. Plover has been very busy this week, as you will hear. But yes, she, oh God. But so yes, she's she. Doing it by tapping, isn't it? Yeah, is which is. I know that I'm about to ask this question, so you could set it up, then answer the question, then press play. That's how most professional podcasters or anyone else would deal with it as i've been told numerous times i'm not a professional podcaster sorry hang on are you ready yes are you ready so when you're ready to press play let me know and i'll give you the cue i'm ready to press i'm ready to press play okay i'm gonna ask you a question 
like it's the first time I've asked it and I want you to do good acting because we're now on the 89th take. And I, to be honest, I've got to be in Gateshead in July. Who knows when this episode's going out, but needless to say, we're nowhere near July at the moment. Has Mrs. Zova been in touch this week? Yes. Right. That's, I liked it before when you said she'd been busy. Can we do an 896th? Uh, has Mrs. Zova been in touch? Yes, Mrs. Plover has been touched, despite the fact she's been very busy. That's exciting. I'm so excited right now. So excited. You just need to press play right now. Hello, boys. Yes, Mrs. Plover calling in from Dover. Very breezy day here today. Terribly windy last night. Put out the washing, it all blew away across the fence. Anyway, just to say I'm terribly busy this week because I'm judging the school poetry competition. Mm -hmm, that's right, poetry. I hope you've read your Tennyson. Very churchy Tennyson. Lots of organ sounds I always find crushing about in the background. Anyway, I won't have time to call in. We hear the local paper might come round. I do hope so. About time we had something decent in the local paper. Far too much about, well, you know, graffiti under the railway bridge, that sort of nonsense. And who's having it off with who? I mean, who cares, really? I didn't mean, you know, having it off. I, that's, you know, that's how Frida speaks. You know, young people, my daughter Frida, honestly, the way they speak about things, sex. I mean, who cares, really? What I meant to say was, there's far too much gossip in the local rag. Far, far too much gossip. Who's buying what, where and when and who went on holiday and who's killed off who and who's just put up a fence? I mean, you know, next door. Did I tell you about next door? The windy day? Knickers over fence? Yes, very embarrassing anyway. Well, all of this to say I'm terribly busy and I won't be able to call in this week, but I do hope that you're still practising your words. I've just putting the cans back on. Yeah, the, the orange and the apple have gone back in the ears. Mrs. Sokova doesn't need to contribute every week. Can we just be clear about that? It's lovely. I'm all for enthusiastic listeners. But Mrs. Sokova, have a, have a break. Can't understand a word you're saying. Not only did you leave one message this week, you left 18 messages and a half. S stop it. It's lovely. It's all welcome. But stop it. We're so grateful for your contribution. We're just grateful we've got a listener. Well, you are. Um, I mean, we've got Mrs. Plover and we've got your sister. My sister doesn't listen. Um, hang on. Off cams. Uh, Roger, Roger, Mary, Mary, over and out. No, my sister doesn't listen. Uh, she listened to the pilot. She's like, that was terrible. You're supposed to talk about grief. You didn't. Please don't ever make me listen to that ever again. So we've got one. No, we've got Arnold Holy, who struggles. And we've got Mrs. Plover and that's it. So we're doing quite well for listeners. Do you know what? I'd be happy with the one. I'd be happy if it was just Anna and Holy and me. I, <laughs> I, no, genuinely, because I think we've got a sexual tension. Uh, obviously, uh, you cut it, but me and Lisa, we're not. Now we're working together. Uh, that's we're not. We've we we made the. Obviously, we're not going to do any. We're it's purely a professional relationship. Uh, so that's out of bounds. So actually, I mean, I know you have an illicit relationship with Arnold. But actually, we've got a menage a trois with Lisa. Why would we not have a menage a trois with Arnold? Let's do it. I'm up for that. I've got an open mind, an open heart, an open... Should we do the football section? Yes. 
Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. That, you just sighed. Patrick Evra, you just sighed. Did you not Google Patrick Evra slow claps? Yes. Did you find what you were looking for? Yes. Uh, can you see how this is an education and a, and a privilege for you on a fortnightly basis? Can you see how we're improving your life? I'm quite confused now. Have we done the football section or have we, are we going into the football section for editing quite, purposes? Have we started this podcast or have we just met as mates? I'm a little bit confused because this feels a little bit like I've met my mate and apparently... Apparently, you made a complaint a few weeks ago that there's a there's a difference between your podcast co-presenter Darren and your mate Darren. Which where are we? What episode was that? Twenty nine. And what did I say? Because I don't remember this. I made a complaint that they were two different people. Yeah. So I asked you in episode thirty seven, did you miss me? You said, um, uh, well, Lorraine Kelly. Is an icon. Lorraine Kelly went to court and she got some sort of compensation because when she goes into work, she's Lorraine Kelly. And when she's not in work, she's Lorraine Kelly. So what I was talking about to you were the work Darren Cheek and the out of work Darren Cheek. Quite clear. Okay. Which would you like now? Neither. Okay. It'd be quite nice talking to Mrs. Plover or Arnold Holy rather than you. Yeah. So let's let's have the podcast, Darren, the professional Darren Cheek. Okay. Hi. Welcome, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to this first episode of uh, Nothing to See Here. Really grateful to be here today. Uh, we're a good friend of mine. He's a great friend. We we met during a time of um, grief. It was difficult for both of us. We both had a lot going on, but we were like. You know, we found each other. Uh, Stephen found himself on a course that I was running. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a life-changing moment for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he came up to me afterwards. He was, yeah, he he was very orgasmic and a bit over gushing. Um, but it's I indulged it. I was I was you know I'm a I'm an actor, so I, I liked the affirmation. I liked the validation. Uh, and we, and, you know, we we had a bond. Stephen liked me. I liked the fact that Stephen liked me. It was lovely. And uh, and so we started this friendship. We grew this friendship and we decided that we would do this podcast. So welcome to the first episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's happening here then? What, are we, what is it that we're doing, Stephen Timpson? <laughs> we're just having a conversation. A nice, the idea was to go and have a nice conversation. And then the pandemic came in. And so the idea was was to have a nice conversation on Zoom. Okay, so the, your original idea was to have a nice conversation. Then pandemic happened, so now we're going to have a nice conversation on Zoom. What would you like to have a nice conversation about? If we'd had a nice conversation originally, we might have some listeners. So you seem to be making a complaint about a podcast that doesn't <laughs> even exist yet. I'm not going down that road. Uh, the, where I went wrong was... At no point did I write or have my solicitor draw up a contract stating what the podcast was going to be. 
That's right. where I went wrong. So let's, you know, we're here now. What would you like it to be? I'm not going back to series pilot, series one pilot in episode 20. <laughs> Why not? You do spend a lot of our podcasts referring to previous episodes and then get... 24? Right. Episode. Okay. Can we have a sex fact? What's a sex fact? I've never done this before. Oh, just get on with it. Can we have a sex fact? The sex fact. What do I know about sex? Um, Nothing. Refer to episode six. Right, give me a sec. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Professor Whipple nearly called the G-spot Whipple tickle. Professor Whimple or Whipple? Whipple. Whipple's tickle. Yeah. Is he the one that named the G-spot? I would like to say that she... Uh, yeah yeah again yeah again can you see what i'm faced with yeah again <laughs> can you can you see how difficult it is for me do you know i make it so easy for you <laughs> right professor whipple tickle whipple whipple tickle what's her first name professor Okay, I'm going to Google and waste another 10 minutes when I'm re-editing this. Uh, Beverly Whipple, that's all you need to know. Um, have we got... I still don't know if we've done the football section yet or not. Um, Should we do a promote? Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Right, tossing the coin now. Heads. Genuine promote. Right. Um, do you know what? I have to take over because you keep doing podcasts and we can't keep just promoting podcasts when we don't have enough listeners ourselves. This is my genuine promote. I'm going to send all of the people in the world to omgyes.com, which is a beautiful educational site about the female orgasm. That's my genuine promote. You see, I'd have read that as omgies. Oh, my God, yes. No, Omgies. Oh, my God, yes. Have we got Brendan? He doesn't have female orgasms. Have you got drilling? Do you know what would be really lovely? It's if you went drilling one week. I need to be taught to drill. There's too many jokes. I got stuck because there's too many <laughs> jokes. Can I go now? I've got some drilling to do. Pathetic. We've been here for eight and a half hours and nothing is usable. These podcasts, we do, you know, a little, I mean, it's been nine and a half hours today. There's nothing usable here. Um, he has absolutely no idea how true those words are. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. The 6.23i episode. Thank you for listening. It was one tippy tap, one click going from the word document back to your stupid face. Well, obviously that will get cut because obviously an email will come through of the final clause MC.3.694A, uh, part of your contract saying you have final edit control and that's got to go.
that's a good retort. It's a good bit of comedy. And yet you destroyed it by being dismissive. And okay. I'll further destroy it by cutting it. I refer you to paragraph 6.23i. Have you had bum sex with a cucumber? <laughs>